Have you ever heard that in order to be successful in your coaching business, online, on social media, you have to stay consistent? But if we all know that already, if we know that consistency plays a big factor, why are we not doing it? What is stopping all of us, all of us coaches, from being consistent? Why is this such a hard nut to crack? That's what we're going to be talking about today, because there are some things that you really need to know that maybe nobody has actually said out loud. This has to do with strategy, but also, in big part, mindset. So let's uncover what the cure for inconsistency is right here in this episode. Hi, my name is Ina Coveney. I am a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. I'm also the host of the Get Clients First podcast where I interview the top coaches in the world about their true startup story and come here and teach you about how to have a successful coaching business even if you have a small audience. And today is the 10th and final day of the 10 days of hot leads free email and audio course series that I'm doing right here on the podcast for you guys. Also, it's on YouTube. If you would like to see the YouTube version of all of this, by the way, you can just click on the show notes below. But I can't believe we made it. We're celebrating the 10th day of this 10 days of hot leads email course. And if you're listening on the podcast, we're also celebrating our 250th episode of the podcast. That's a quarter of the way to a thousand episodes. We're celebrating it today and closing this beautiful series that we created here to help you get more leads, even if you have a small audience. If you would like to get the full email course right into your inbox, the full 10 days of hot leads course, just go to 10daysofleads.com on your browser, go and request it, and it will be in your inbox. The whole thing can be yours completely free. So today's topic about consistency, I felt like we needed to close the entire series, helping you actually do this. Because what is the point of knowing all the information if you're not actually going to do it, if you're not actually going to put it into practice, if you're not actually going to stay consistent? So let's talk about consistency because there's really some really important points that I need you to at least rationally understand so that slowly over time they start to sink in and you can break out of the really stereotype of the coach that can't stay consistent online. So let's talk about it. Why are we not being consistent? Shouldn't it be easy? I mean, if I asked you what is consistency, you would know exactly what that means for you. You would know it. And if I had a dollar for every time that I heard a coach say, I know what to do, I just have to do it, right? I would be the richest woman alive. It's like we all decided that this is our our inconsistency mantra. I know what to do. I just have to do it right? I know what to do. I just need to do. I just need to buckle down and actually do it. But then we don't. We don't. And we end up exactly where we are. So there is this book. It's called Atomic Habits. And it's been making the rounds in the coaching world. If you have not heard about it, it's like you've been living under a rock because everybody has been reading this book. It is by James clear. And I'm actually putting a link to it right below so you can go and download the audiobook and you can start listening to it. But the whole point of the book is that if you want to change something in your life, if you want to see significant change in your life, all you have to do is make small, gradual changes. So essentially, the trick is to not go 
full on cold turkey on whatever it is that you want to do. The idea is that you need to incorporate small habits that once you get used to them, you can start stacking on more and more difficult habits. All of that sounds great. All of that sounds like it made sense. But then what about the part of you that actually doesn't want to do those things? Because let's face it, when we are procrastinating, that is coming from somewhere inside of us. It's not because we're lazy. It's not because, ah, we know what to do. We just don't know how to do it. Or because we have a laundry list of things that are getting in our way. There is something about that task that we really don't want to do. But we have not been able to bring that rationale to the forefront of our mind, right? It's not in our conscious mind yet. It's still swimming in the subconscious. So I'm going to give you a two-prong approach to resolving this procrastination, this inconsistency issue. Prong number one is mindset, right? Prong number two is this gradual execution plan that they talked about in Atomic Habits, right? It's like doing things slowly but surely and not quitting. So I want to tackle the mindset stuff first because I want you to realize how pervasive this can be and it's something that really sneaks up on you. You might not know that this is you until you see it. So when it comes to the mindset of being consistent, I need you to know that you should always be striving for self-awareness. So what is self-awareness? Self-awareness is your ability to process situations by getting to the root of why we act the way we do. So you got to know for sure why you are procrastinating. And if something comes out of your mouth like, well, that's because I have kids. That's because I have a job. That's because I don't have any money. Those external things, you know that you have not dived deeper and you could be. So I'm going to give you an example that is really going to illustrate this and just unlock the whole box, all right? I'm going to tell you about Lucy. She is a fictional character. She's not one of my clients, but I want you to picture that there's this woman. Her name is Lucy. You can picture herself as you if you would like. So Lucy, she's a coach and she's not staying consistent in her social media right? Sound familiar? Everybody raise their hands? Yeah. And like for many, her mantra is, I know what to do. I just have to do it, right? Now, if Lucy was not a self-aware person, she could come up with an entire laundry list of things that are getting in her way, right? If you went to ask her, hey, what's up? Why haven't you done that thing? She's going to tell you, sit down. I'm going to tell you why. I have laundry to do for a family of four. My kids need to be driven to all of their activities every single day, multiple times a day. I have a full-time job that they demand my time even after I have gotten home. I suffer from migraines, debilitating migraines that can take me down for days. I have to keep the house clean, perfectly clean, and that is a ton of work. My spouse doesn't take my business seriously. He thinks that I think of this as a pet project, so whenever I need to carve out time, I really can't get it because this is supposed to to be a hobby in his eyes, right? It's like, sit down. I'm going to tell you why the things are not working for me, 
Okay, that's Lucy. Lucy is up to here, right? But here's the deal. These are not excuses. These are facts. Everything that Lucy just cited right there, those things are real. These are tangible things that are getting in her way. You can't take that away from her. You can just say, oh, Lucy, you're just, you know, you're just being silly, right? Everybody has problems, right? You can't dismiss her. What she's going through is her reality. And you know what? She's not making it up. These things are as real as the air she breathes. At the same time, there is a version of Lucy out there who, despite all of the things that are working against her, she still manages to stay consistent in her business. So what is the difference between Lucy 1.0 and Lucy 2.0? Let's talk about Lucy 1.0. One thing that is very true about her is that she has something called external locus of control. Have you ever heard of that external locus of control? It means, it's like a psychological term, to mean that Lucy believes that life happens to her, that she doesn't have any control over the things that are happening around her. So to her, control is outside of herself. That's why it's called external locus of control. It's like her control is not inside. She does not have control over any of this. Everything is being imposed onto her. And there's nothing she can do about that. This is just her life. But here's the thing. Just because she believes that, well, this is my life and it is what it is and there's nothing I can do to change it, right? Just because she has a stance doesn't mean that she's content with it. She's mad as heck. She hates this. She hates it that there are so many factors working against her. She wishes it wasn't, it wasn't true. She's extremely frustrated. And she has no idea how to move forward in her current environment. She feels like the only way to actually change anything would be to, to be born again, to have a completely different life, to leave her family, to abandon everybody and just move to Florida, move to California, move to Birmingham, Alabama, right? She needs to get out of here in order to start over because she doesn't have control over her current life, right? If you told Lucy, hey, why are you not consistent in your business? You would get a huge eye roll. And you, she would be like, you just don't get it. Does that sound familiar at all? I know it sounds familiar to me. I've been there. I've totally been there. Now let's talk about Lucy 2.0. Lucy 2.0 has exactly the same troubles as Lucy 1.0, right? Exactly the same. She has to do exactly the same amount of laundry. She has exactly the same expectations that she has to keep the house clean. She's the one driving her kids. She's the one feeding the husband. She's the one keeping the house impossibly clean all day long, right? It's still the same person. Same things are happening. But the biggest difference with Lucy 2.0 is that she processes her life situations, her discomfort, and her emotions with a bifocal lens. The first lens is a validation lens, and the second lens is curiosity. In her validation stage, she knows that 
she's not the only human experiencing all of this, but she recognizes that in order to move forward, she needs to give herself some validation. She needs to give herself some love. She needs to be able to sit in that anger, in that frustration and say, dang it, I, I know that I'm going through this and it's so frustrating and I'm angry about it and I have the right to feel angry about it. I have total right to feel however way I want to feel. She practices some self-care. She practices some self-validation. She eats a pint of ice cream, whatever it is that she needs to get through it. She acknowledges to herself that she is struggling. And once she doesn't have to take a defensive stance anymore because there's nobody to be defensive against, she's validated her situation, now she can dust herself off and use the curiosity lens of her bifocal lens. In the curiosity lens, she's not like Lucy 1.0. Lucy 1.0 would say, why is the world against me? Lucy 2.0 asks a very different question at this stage. She asks, why am I self-sabotaging right now? Through this line of, why do I do what I do? Why am I acting this way? Why am I feeling this way? She gets to analyze herself and really try to get to the root cause of what could be truly going on. So through asking herself, why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I pointing fingers at everything else? And why am I not just carving out time that I know I could to do what I need to do? Why am I doing that to myself? Why do I just keep blaming others? And she discovers through the process of self-discovery, which could be through working with a mindset coach. It could be through going through therapy. She discovers that actually, she's actually afraid of failing out loud. She's actually afraid of putting her business out on LinkedIn and having her boss look at it and having her past coworkers look at it and say, oh, look what she's doing now. Because if she fails, she just failed publicly. And now everybody knows that she is a failure. So knowing that, being armed with this information gives her power. Because now she knows that what's stopping her from being visible, from getting herself out there, from talking about her business online, has nothing to do with the fact that she needs to put dinner on the table. It has everything to do with how she feels about that impending imminent failure that she can see ahead of her. And now she has something to work towards. So what does she do? She doesn't just leave it there. A self-aware person can't just leave it there because now they know, now we know what's going on. We need to tackle this. We need to figure this out. So she asks for help. She asks for help. That's what any great coach would do is get a coach yourself is get a mindset coach, is get therapies, get a business coach who can help you through these blocks, right? She gets some help. She maybe starts a mastermind of like-minded women who are all going through the same thing to support each other, right? So now that she knows what she needs to do to actually do it, she goes to her spouse and she says, hey, honey, I'm not available Thursday night. I need to create content for the next month. So can you please take care of the kids that night? If you want, you can take one night off this week yourself and I'll take care of everything. 
right? So here's the deal. It's so easy for us as, as women to say, this is my job. This is my role. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be taking care of the kids. I'm supposed to be putting dinners, right? Or I'm supposed to be putting more tasks on my husband, right? Putting more tasks on my spouse, right? Every relationship is different. Every relationship is different. Sometimes you realize that, wow, my spouse actually does a lot, right? And we're both thinking that we do a lot. So maybe we each deserve a night off, right? This is something that my husband and I actually started doing when the pandemic hit. When the pandemic hit, I felt like I was doing everything in my house. While my husband felt like he was spending 100% of his time either at work or taking care of kids. There was like, it's not like who is doing more, who is doing more, who is doing less, who is doing more of the dishes. It had nothing to do with that. We both felt extremely overwhelmed. So we had to acknowledge that for ourselves that it wasn't a competition. It wasn't that he is doing less housework and he needs to do more. And he's looking at me like, you need to be. No, this is not a competition of who is doing the most. We both realize, wow, we are both doing a lot. We are both feeling very stressed and overwhelmed. So one thing that we did, and I'm going to give it to you because it was magical for us during the pandemic. We decided that on any given weekend, since there were no family commitments, right? There were no birthday parties to go to. This was a pandemic. We decided that one day of the weekend would be his and one day of the weekend would be mine. What does that mean? That from the moment we open our eyes until the moment we go to bed, the other person will not have any expectation. The other person will behave as if that person is not in the house. So we took turns with this and it started to really feed our soul because we started to actually practice self-care. We knew that we had a whole day where we didn't have to succumb to the pressures that we were both feeling, that we could take a day just for ourselves. And that helped us so much. So now we're both very aware that even though we do different things, we're both doing a lot. So if I were to say, hey, Tuesday nights, I'm going to be out of the house, I would probably counter with, listen, why don't you take a night off this week and I'll take this night for myself? And with that trade, it feels much more equal. It feels like a win-win. But like I said, every relationship is different. You might be sitting there thinking, yeah, Ina, but my husband really doesn't do anything around the house, right? Or Ina, my partner really would not be able to take care of the kids because I've never done it before, right? Like every relationship is different. My point is you can make this work in partnership with your spouse. You can ask for what you need, like Lucy is doing right now. Lucy's saying Thursday night is going to be my night. And honey, you take another night off for yourself. Lucy would probably feel like she takes care of the kids every night anyway. So if the spouse decides to take a night off, hey, that's fine as long as it feels equitable, right? So you see what Lucy is doing right there. She's asking for what she needs and she's taking control of her time. Self-awareness helps you ask yourself the right questions that help you move forward and then take care of any problems that may arise from that self-awareness. So if you're like Lucy 1.0, I just want to revalidate you. You are not crazy. Your long list of things to do is still there. Nobody has touched it. It has not changed. But if you want to work on your business, it's time to really know 
besides like peel that onion if if it wasn't because of the kids or for dinners or the house cleaning or everything else are there any other fears that may be popping up and using this laundry list of things to do as a perfect scapegoat to this actual fear that may be playing out so ask yourself that if it wasn't because of all these things what could be stopping me from putting myself out there and work on that thing and then ask for the time you need. So I want to challenge you right now. What is one thing that you could do this week to take control back in your life? Just one thing. It could be small. It could be big. It could be waking up at four in the morning to claim two hours in the morning before anybody wakes up. It could be asking your spouse for a night off. It could be telling your spouse that, hey, Saturday's until noon. I'm not going to be in the house. I'm going to the library and do my thing. What is the one thing you're going to do to help your business move forward this week? And you're going to ask for help with that thing. You're going to ask for that time. So now that you have found some time to work on your business, the question is, what do you do with that time? And that's where the second prong of our strategy comes in, which is the gradual execution plan. The book Atomic Habits really paints a great picture, but this gradual execution plan is the anti-cold turkey way. It's a way that every single week, you're going to do just something slightly different in your routine. Maybe it is taking that night off. Maybe it's waking up really early one day. Maybe it is going to bed early one day and waking up early the next day, just one day. Just do something small to prove to yourself that it is possible and then start compounding on that action plan. This gradual execution plan is one that you ease into rather than dive into. And your first step is to figure out what your goal actually is to make sure that whatever assignment you're going to give yourself for this little bit of time that you just found this week is totally worth it and it's perfectly aligned and focused into solving your goal. For example, if you want to get more clients, maybe you want to download that expert leads tracker that I gave you on lesson eight. By the way, I'll put the link right below, but it's at getclientsfirstpodcast.com slash tracker. Go download that tracker and start tracking your conversations and start to make more connections. So if you want to do that, if you want to get more clients and you want to start tracking your leads, maybe you take an hour this week, maybe 15 minutes for three days, maybe 15 minutes of one day and just start chipping at it. And then the next week you add another 15 minutes right? And the next week, you had a little bit more time. My client, Jennifer, was shocked and surprised when her get-to-know-you calls that she was getting on just to see what was going on with her audience, they started turning into clients so easily. She literally started getting clients by pure accident. She didn't mean to. People just wanted to work with her because she was exposing herself, because she was putting herself out there. She didn't realize that just by having clarity and definition to her ideal client and to her offer was like a magnet, was like catnip for her followers and for her audience. They wanted more of it. My client, Carla, she wanted to start a group program. She ended up signing up every single one of her audience members as a one-on-one -on -one client. By the end of her launch, she was like, so Ina, uh, my roster is full and I don't think I can accept any more one-on-one -on -one clients. I'm like, hashtag first world problems, right? Don't we all wish we had that problem? That's what happens 
when you start to put yourself out there, when you start to make time for it. And by the way, both Carla and Jennifer had full-time jobs. They can do this and so can you. See, when you focus on getting clients first, everything just falls into place. But it's not going to happen if you give yourself a Mount Everest to climb every single week. You got to start where you're at. So here are your next steps. I'm going to give you five quick next steps for you to go from here. All right. Number one, I need you to determine what is your one goal to accomplish this month. Number two, I want you to write down 10 steps you need to do to accomplish that goal. Make them bite-sized, make them something you can actually do, just the next 10 steps. Number three, I want you to take a look at your calendar. The way that it exists right now with the birthday parties and the driving kids to activities and dinners and everything. And I want you to go and assign a small piece of time every day to work on your tasks. If a task is too big to tackle in one day, divide it into two separate tasks and keep going. Fill your day wherever it makes most sense with those tasks. Number four, go and put them on the calendar. And number five, involve anybody who needs to support you in that task. It could be asking your spouse to take care of the kids while you do this. It could be hiring a nanny. It could be getting a temporary VA. I don't know where it is. It could be getting yourself a coach. Whatever support you're going to need, get it for yourself. Now, here's a bonus booster for you. If you're the kind of person who loves a routine, then add your daily task to doing it the same time every single day. Make that your routine. Even better yet, if you enjoy routines, do some habit stacking. Think of something that you do every single day, no matter what, and then add on that task that I gave you to add to your calendar, add it on after that habit that you already have. That habit stacking can work wonders. Now, I'm going to get a little bit honest here. I am not like most people. Routine bothers me. Routine makes me feel trapped. I don't like routines. They make me feel like a robot. They make me feel like they kill spontaneity, which I need and I like and I enjoy and it's part of my joyous life. So if you're the kind of person who loves routine, habit stacking is really going to help you out. If you're like me, where you like a little bit of chaos and you kind of thrive in that chaos, this is the advice that I have. Instead of looking at your calendar and putting everything on the calendar and saying, okay, this is my new routine, which is probably going to bore you out of your mind. What you want to do is every night, look at your schedule for the next day and then look at your task list and say, tomorrow, I am going to accomplish this task. And I'm going to start doing it at this time tomorrow. It's possible that tomorrow will come and you will not start that task at that particular time. Why? Because self-sabotage, because we like chaos. But we know that we're not going to go to bed until that task gets done. So we start to mentalize ourselves that the earlier we do it, the earlier we get it out of the way, right? Or we're going to have to stay up late and finish it. But we know that tomorrow that task is going to get done. Your best days begin the night before. I don't know who said that, but they were a genius. And that has really helped me figure out what is it that I'm going to work on tomorrow when I actually have some free time. I want you to try that for a whole week and let me know how it goes. Because the only person who's going to move your business forward is you. That's why I wanted to tell you this today in our 250th episode. Today in our 10th days of hot leads. I wanted to tell you that you can do this 
but nobody else is going to come and hand it to you. In order to stay consistent, you got to figure out how to become self-aware so you can discover what the problem is, so you can tackle the problem and you can keep moving forward. The trick of this whole thing is to keep going even if life is coming right at you. That's the challenge of it all. It's not knowing exactly what are the steps and just do them. If it was like that, everybody would be a millionaire right now. It's not that easy because life keeps coming at you. Tomorrow you're going to wake up and it's possible that one of your kids will be sick and will have to stay home from school or there will be a snowstorm and then kids have to come home early. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and chaos is going to continue to be there a part of your life. But you're not going to let it dictate what your success is going to be. Only you can do that. And with that, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this journey. I have really enjoyed creating this, all of this, these 10 days for you. It has been the pleasure of my life to do this. I would love to hear from you if you have me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Ina Coveney, I-N-A-C-O-V-E-N-E-Y. Go and find me, or you can also click the link below. I have my Instagram link right there. Send me a DM and tell me, Ina, I listened to the whole thing and I loved it. Tell me if there were things that really impacted you, things that you're going to start putting into your life. I really want to know. I can't wait to hear from you. If you're not a member of the Facebook group yet, you can also give us your feedback right there in the Facebook group. Go to getclientsfirstpodcast.com slash Facebook. And I am so excited for everything that this year is going to bring for you, for your business. You're really going to skyrocket in the next 12 months. I know it because you're getting yourself the right kind of help. And again, if you would like the entire 10-day series in your inbox, go to 10daysofleads.com and you'll get it delivered to you completely for free. Thank you so much, guys. And I look forward to seeing you on another episode of Get Clients First.